nine times out of ten it is well we're not happy anymore you're not you're not putting any effort into this marriage you don't put any effort into me or the relationship and i'm out i'm just gonna go find someone who's gonna care and love for me better than you are right welcome to the secure marriage podcast where we believe it's possible to fight less feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse we're your hosts paul and shannon elmore and on today's episode is it normal for your spouse to always be expecting rewards? Yep. What kind of reward are we talking about? Oh, I we're like talking rewards. about, yeah, I know you like shiny. That's not those kind of rewards. <laughs> there are other rewards. Got it. We'll get into it. Here we go. Here's a great question. Mm-hmm. Again, another, another fun, what do you do? Okay. Is it normal for your spouse to expect rewards and of course, it's always sexual rewards, in parentheses, for doing something on a honey-do list. I really don't have such a list. Most times, it's something we both want done. But every single time he does something that perhaps I wanted more than he did, he always asks, what do I get for this after he is done? <laughs> it really annoys me that he can't do something for someone else in our family without expecting me to reward him. I do nice stuff for him a lot and never expect a reward. I would appreciate a thank you at least, but I don't even get that. Oh no. So give me a cookie. (laughs) That's the way I always explain it. This guy wants a cookie for um, doing good stuff all the time. Tell me, tell me some initial thoughts you have on that kind of relationship or marriage. Well, dynamics, I guess that would be kind of the, um, What's the word? I'm going to say something really just like I'm going to mix my metaphors or something like that. That's nothing new. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is kind of like the um, the box, putting putting people in a box, putting males in a box. This is what how all males are kind of, what's that? What do you call that? Stereotyping? When, yes. This is kind of like the stereotypical scenario right. of guys expect a cookie when they do something yep. for your for their their wife. Yeah. And honestly, that just makes a woman feel like an object and uh, not a not someone that you care about. Yeah. Like all I'm good for is what I can put give. out. Give yes, exactly. And now that I've had a chance to, you know, ruminate a little bit as I rambled on, it's kind of really irritating. Why? Because I want you to, if this were in our situation, it's not. Just keep going. I want you to do something for me because you love me, you care about me, you understand my needs and my wants and my desires without any expectation. Yeah. But why? Why? Yeah. What does that mean? Why can't we just have it? A, hey, I do something for you. You do something for me. Thank because, you very much. Because life isn't that way. Life shouldn't be that way. Marriage shouldn't be that way. The The term, the Latin term is quid pro quo. Right. I do something for you. You do something for me. It's very contractual. It's not very loving. No, it isn't at all. Yeah. It isn't. And and that's not to say that sometimes you do something for me and, and you go, ooh, wouldn't it be nice? Mm-hmm. But you don't expect me to put out every time you do something mm-hmm. for me because... I would be like exhausted if that were the case. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that's funny. I do a lot of stuff around the house. Yeah, life would be pretty good. For you, right? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, just let I need a vacation. Oh wait, but you don't take me on the vacation because if you take me, if you then that means the whole vacation is just gonna be busy. You you owe me. Oh my god. Give me a cookie. Yes. Yeah. This this the underlying theme around all of this is going back to that contractual arrangement right? where it's not being done out of graciousness or love. It's being done so that I can get something for myself. It right. is the, it's the definition of the survival brain. I want to make sure that I get my needs met first. So if taking out the trash means I get a little something, something tonight, right. I'll take out the trash. It's about me. Right. It reminds me, we, we talk about um, the unconventional couple and a conventional yeah. couple. And a conventional couple is what the world sees marriage as, where a husband and a wife, they're in the marriage to get their needs yep. met. I, you're, I'll give you something, but it's because I want something out of it. Everything is about getting something for yeah. yourself, whether that's I want you to make me happy, I want you to provide yeah. me with excellent yep. pleasure or yep. whatever. Um the definition of an unconventional couple is where a couple is living, having mutual selflessness, where I do things for you because I love you. I'm doing yeah. things to fill your cup up. And as I'm doing that, you're doing things to fill my cup up. Yeah. And it brings us closer together. And it's a, it, it, it doesn't draw us apart. It doesn't take us away from one another. Yeah. And, um, and the expectation of every time I do something for you is not selfless. No. That is all about what can I get for myself. It's not taking into account your spouse or thinking about their needs or anything like that. It's unfortunate that a lot of relationships operate in this. Uh, this mentality is in the background and it actually leads to divorce. That's mm-hmm. the natural consequence because it is, oh, I'm doing more for you and you're not doing enough for me. And I don't want to keep putting myself out there more and more if you're not going to put yourself out there. So I'm going to stop putting myself out there, which now means you're going to say, well, you're not trying hard in the marriage. I'm not going to try hard in the marriage. Well, you're not trying very hard. So I'm going to wait till you make the first move. And nine times out of 10, it is, well, we're not happy anymore. You're not, you're not putting any effort into this marriage. You don't put any effort into me or the relationship and I'm out. I'm just going to go find someone who's going to care and love for me better than you are. Right. It is the root cause of most failed marriages. And again, most people can't articulate it. They they can't speak it. But if you were to peel back all of the layers and all the complexities, this is what it, this is what it is founded in. Right. It is, I want you to care about me Mm -hmm. unconditionally. Yes. And if you don't love me unconditionally, if it is conditional, I have to behave a certain way for you to behave a certain way towards me. It's a race to the bottom. Right. And it's disappointing and it's discouraging and it's disheartening. Yeah. And it's frustrating and it is sad to see. Right. It is sad to see. And, and you know, I particularly when it comes to sex and sh- sexuality, um, it's one thing when it, it's never good to have a contractual marriage never. at all. But when that contractual piece yeah. is related around sexuality, which is, is the core of who yeah. we are as women, particularly yeah. our sexuality is so important and, yeah. and to have the expectation that that is where I have to give and give and give because you have done something that, that does not make 
a woman feel very yeah. good about herself. I'll, I'll say this very intentionally. I'm going to choose my words carefully here, but it is a form of prostitution. Mm. It is, I will pay you by taking out the trash or by doing this or doing that. That's my form of payment. And I now have expectations that you're going to behave sexually towards me. Right. No wife wants to feel like a prostitute. No, no. And a no husband should make a wife feel, feel like that a prostitute. Way. Right. Sexuality should never be intertwined with that. Let's even take it out of the realm of sexuality, though. Let's just put it into, hey, I'm going to do something for you. But now I have an expectation that the, the tally board is uneven. Right. And now you have to do something for me. You are constantly playing the judgment game of who's up, who's who's right. leading the, the scoreboard here. And if everything is being measured in terms of a tally, um, now marriage becomes a competition, not sacrificial love towards right. each other. Now, right. to make it even more confusing is when you have a different point system. Where a husband goes, I took out the trash. That should be one point for me. And the wife's going, you took out the trash. You just live here. That's no points for you because you're just That's a member just of, the of the family. Thing. Now you're arguing over the points. Right. Again, it just becomes stupid messy and, yes. and horribly frustrating and unbelievably disappointing. Yeah. You have to remove the point system. That's why we come back to, you've already used the term here once already, mutual selflessness. I'm going to see if I can outdo you when it comes to serving. I'm going to do things for you that you don't even know I'm doing for you. I expect no thank you, no appreciation, no acknowledgement, but I do it because it makes your life better. And that makes me feel good about how I treat my wife and my family. Right. And when you try to do that for me, now we're racing to see who can outserve each other. And we both get our needs met right. in an amazing way. Right. It's just awesome. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. So what what advice would you give this gal? Because yeah. she might hear this going, but I'm already giving and I'm already giving. Yeah. And w what do I do to either yep. protect myself or to help in this area? Because I'm tired. Yep. Two steps. First one is you have to acknowledge the elephant in the room and the actual statement that is being made. He could be saying that statement in a humorous, you know, joking sort of way. But after it's been done that way for 10 years, it's no longer a joke. No. There's actually expectations and yes. meaning connected to it. And so she has to sit down with him and go, hey, I know you say this all the time. This phrase has to be removed from our repertoire as a couple. You can't say it anymore because here's what it means. Here's, here's what it triggers in me. Even if you're being funny, you can't say it anymore. Yeah. And, and if you can honor that, then you can move on to step two, which is we are allowed to ask things of each other and there is no point system. We are right. not going to be keeping score at all because we want our, our relationship to be based upon mutual selflessness, upon right. serving each other. Do you want that, honey? Do you actually want to serve me? Because if you do, I want to serve you. And he has to be honest. And if he comes back and goes, that's dumb. That's not what marriage is about. That's, that doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean? Now you're discovering there's a deeper issue of right. even the assumptions around how marriage is supposed to work. And you probably need to have a, a longer conversation of, well, what does it look like to relate to each other here? I mean, right. is this genuinely a relationship that is 
quid pro quo? Or does it mean that there's always a tit for tat and there's a scoreboard? Because if there is, let's at least agree on the point system here. Right, right. And if there isn't, then what does that look like for our marriage? You just have to call out the awkward dynamics that's happening between yes. the two of them. She would probably have to be the one who leads that because he's not aware of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not willing to talk about it, if he's not willing to take it seriously, if she, if he doesn't understand how truly painful this is for her, then she might need to kind of ramp up a little bit and go, listen, this is actually a big issue in our marriage. You're not willing to talk about it. We need to get someone else who's going to help us kind of figure this right. out. Um, and again, whether that's pastoral counseling, whether that's professional counseling, whether that's a good friend who's going to knock him upside the head with a wrench, whatever <laughs> it takes. Um, uh, yeah, those kind of conversations have to happen, but it right. begins with calling out the elephant in the room. Yep. That's what I would, that's where I would go. It's a good question. It's a, it's a, again, it's a painful situation. Sure. A lot of couples are in it. Um, hopefully by kind of dissecting some of the deeper layers on it on, on the podcast here today that people go, Oh, that's why it feels so bad. That's the language around it. Right now I have a way to kind of uh, approach the conversation with my husband or, sure. my, or my spouse in some way. This isn't, by the way, this isn't a male female thing. A lot of wives approach relationships very contractually sure. and sure. you want to remove that if you want to have a, truly secure marriage one yeah. that is deeply and intimately connected yep so that's what i would do all right if you again this is why we have some of the tools uh, this is the commercial portion of the podcast where we say go check out the relationship roadmap there are ways to get emotionally connected that isn't contractual yes. there are ways to improve your communication so that you can talk about these things so they don't lead to conflict and you don't even need the conflict resolution portion of the of the program but you begin with getting connected in the communication stuff so yep. the relationship roadmap shows you how to do that securemarriage.com yeah that's the one it is okay this is fun. Yeah. It's been a fun morning doing podcast podcast episodes with you. Yeah. I feel warm fuzzy towards Me you. Me too. It's always that way. Yeah, it is. Dear listeners, thank you for listening. We hope that you have warm fuzzies towards your spouse as well. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>